Welcome to another episode of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative, and inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I have been bringing special guests to you since the beginning of 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. Throughout the month of September, we have been sharing parts of our interview with our good friend, Jesse Carraway. Today, as we visit one last time with Jesse about her eight-year-old autistic daughter, Eliza, we'll also get to hear about the roles her husband, Talon, and their son, Thayer, play in helping Eliza learn to express her creativity. It's a family affair in the Caraway home, and we'll hear all about it in episode four of the Dreams and Bones podcast with our guest, Jesse Caraway. Well, we talked a little bit about this, um, about you kind of picking up on those creative moments. What would you tell others about ways to identify creativity in children? Do you have anything that you would maybe say, you know, maybe look for this or maybe look for this? Or is it, what would you say just based on your experience working with Eliza? I think a lot of it is just kind of setting aside our own Mm -hmm. preconceived notions of things. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of times in the evaluations you'll fill out for any of the therapies or any of the services Eliza receives, um, they'll ask a question, does she play with toys in a typical manner? Or it'll say, does she play with toys in the way that they were intended to be played with? Mm-hmm. And I always get really mm-hmm. hung up on that question mm-hmm. because I think, sure. you know, it's funny when we have a group of kids together and a kid says, look, this, I have a car ice cream cone yeah. and they're holding up a vehicle and it has a ball on top. Mm-hmm. And we celebrate that. We right. look at that and say, how creative. That's yeah. so great. That's mm-hmm. so, you know, you're using your imagination. Mm-hmm. And yet when we go to fill out these evaluations, it's like, well, if I was filling it out about that, that child, I would have said, no, no, he wasn't playing with that mm-hmm. car how it was right. intended. He wasn't <laughs> driving it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get really hung up on that in a in a good way in a way mm-hmm. that challenges me that would be my biggest encouragement to notice that whether it's parents or teachers or students mm-hmm. anybody watching for what autistic people bring to the world is that they when you when you really believe that they can see the world through a different lens mm-hmm. um and you start to notice those little pieces you can take a step back and go oh that is what we celebrate for everyone. Mm-hmm. There is a, you know, we celebrate creativity and imagination for all kids. So why wouldn't we do that with our autistic children, yeah, you know? Right. Um, and so there is a lot of those moments where you have to set aside this. This is what development looks like. This is what milestones look like. This mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. a typical student, a typical child um, looks like. And and that is really hard. And, and it's something that I've had to struggle with a lot because yeah. you you want your child to thrive in mm-hmm. the world with peers and friends and siblings and you know mm-hmm. around everyone and the more that you look the more that you really do the detective work to seek out what 
little things is she doing to show you her personality, to show mm-hmm. you her creativity, you realize that all kids are doing that. Yeah. All kids are wanting to reveal who they are to mm-hmm. you. Um, and so when you start to notice those things and, and sharing on Instagram, Facebook, being mm-hmm. able to kind of say, this is how Eliza sees the world. And you realize, okay, those moments are happening all the time, yeah. you know, and we just have to set aside We have to set aside our beliefs of what things should look like (laughs) and really appreciate and celebrate what we are seeing in the Mm, moment because there is always something to see. There's Mm -hmm. always something to celebrate there. And, and it just takes a little bit. It's just a, it's just a mindset shift. And then once you make it, it's like, you almost have this moment of grief of what did I miss before? What was I not seeing before? And now it's like, I don't want to miss any of it. I don't want, you know, and I don't want anyone else to miss it either. Mm -hmm. And so it is a, not a cliche, you know, be present this, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not even telling, I'm not even telling Mm -hmm. other parents or teachers or anything like set down your technology or your, it isn't that it is more of just a understanding that an autistic child has just as much to offer and show you as a typical child Mm -hmm. does. And, and so when you are ready for that, when you're prepared for it and you don't miss it, then you've really taken that magic. That's, you know, that piece of it that you're just like, wow, I feel kind of like what you said. I feel so privileged to have been able to see that, you know, Mm -hmm. Eliza syncing up music, Eliza labeling states, things that seem so, you know, little with a typical child because they can communicate through that. Mm -hmm. They can tell Mm -hmm. you what they're doing, but Mm -hmm. this is like, it's a glimpse into our world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this is magic. Yeah. This yeah. is really magic and mm-hmm. you get to be a part of it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's very cool. Are you starting or currently working on a creative project but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track. This is what Grow Me a Story is all about. Paul and Carol Woolen Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.growmeastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. I feel like that... uh... I feel like that uh, Carol and I can brag on you because it feels like you're such a good, uh, wonderful advocate for for Eliza and for other children like Eliza. But and this isn't on my list of questions. But uh, <laughs> but take a minute uh, if you want to and and brag about the rest of your family. How how's Thayer as a big brother? Uh, how's your husband as a daddy? Uh, yeah. Tell us about them. So Thayer is the absolute best big brother. There's no shocker there. Anyone who's met him would know that. But we always joke about, there have been several times in our life where people have said, well, who who do you think Eliza communicates the best with? Well, Thayer, Hmm. you know, who do you think, you know, and even he'll say it and it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, he's the favorite. We all get it. (laughs) Um, But she does, she has a really unique relationship with him and um, it's really grown throughout the years, but not in like a, 
Um, sometimes you hear when you have neurotypical child, mm-hmm. neurodivergent child, and they are trying to form their relationship, um, that it can be really hard for them to connect. And it and it makes sense, um, sure. especially when you're talking about just two different ways that brains are working mm-hmm. and you're trying to, you know, connect. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's a pressure as parents that you want your kids to be close. Right. Um, and so some of some of the way that their relationship has developed has been, you know, maybe a, a slower pace than what yeah. would be typical, but it's really been like a learning curve that's just been so neat to watch because mm-hmm. there's learning how to communicate with her. She's learning how to communicate with him mm-hmm. and we're learning how to parent within that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's definitely challenges, of course, mm-hmm. but um, he has people all the time will tell us, oh, there's just such a good kid. You guys are such good parents. And it's like, Man, I really wish I could take credit for that, but Thayer is just, that is naturally who he is. He is mm-hmm. just such a good person, and what a gift for Eliza to get him as an older yeah, brother, right. yeah, right. um, and and vice versa. What a gift for Thayer mm-hmm. to get Eliza as yep. a sister because yeah, they yeah. teach each other very different things, mm-hmm. but it's like it complements each other perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. lessons they both needed, you yes. know, and so they get that, and so getting to witness it is just really cool. You know, I have no doubt that Thayer has no idea that he's an advocate yet, mm. but he is. Yeah. And, and he's just he's just very tender hearted, very accepting, very loving. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. will serve him throughout his entire yes. life. Yeah. So, yeah, Thayer, he gets the gold star. For <laughs> brother. He is just such he's so good with her. He's so patient. Um, and he mm-hmm. just they just understand each other in a way that yeah. I, I probably will never understand right. it. And that's okay. Yeah. I, you know, I can still appreciate their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and Talon, he, we've had a couple experiences this summer where Eliza really likes to hike. She really likes to go outside and go outdoors. Um, but there have been a couple of times where she has not wanted to make the return hike. Um, and so Eliza <laughs> is eight years old. She is very, very, very tall for her age. So is there. Um, and Talon is still willing to hoist her up and give her, you know, yeah. a shoulder ride out, which I think she might do on purpose. You yeah. know, big, big hug, big hug up, up high oh. um, because she can get a better view yeah, of all sure. the trees. But again, just so patient and caring and willing to willing to understand for parents there's a lot of pressure on things like you know your kids you you stop carrying your kids at a certain age Mm -hmm. you stop tucking them into bed you stop you know doing certain things and we've we've sort of had you know I don't want to gloss over it and say it's just this beautiful experience because it is very hard Mm -hmm. but you also look back and know that like we got we get an extra time you know we get extra years of being able to hold Eliza. We get extra years of being able to tuck her in. We get Mm -hmm. extra years of that. And and I know in the future, we'll look back and be thankful for it. And so I think there are things like that where it's very easy for us to get exhausted and tired in the moment. And then it's like, okay, but, but this is our time. This is our connection with her. And Mm so he, he's really good. Talon's really good at seeing that. He's very good at just being there to help her. Um, and then, yeah, I'm so appreciative of the physical part of it because Eliza's almost, you know, she's <laughs> catching up to me. And so I always think how much longer till I can't you know, <laughs> lift her. So I'm really thankful for, yeah, a husband that's willing to piggyback her, put her, <laughs> put her on his shoulders and, and really, you know, yeah. be willing to just help her and, and let her still have those experiences. Because the alternative 
initiative is we don't go on a hike as a family. Right. And that's right. such a bummer. Right. You, know, you don't want right. to miss out on those experiences. Yeah. Um, but you don't know what to expect. You mm-hmm. have no idea if you're going to, you know, hike the whole thing or if you're going to have to carry your back. And, and I don't know how long that will last for us, but we're kind of in that that glory stage of just doing it yeah. and getting to enjoy it. So. Right. Wonderful. You know, when I think of, you know, you talking about kind of slowing down and looking at the moments and it's like, I think Thera was just born like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just able to, you know, just slow down. And I love, you know, I remember you sharing one time too about one time we had him journal about something and he talked about how he loves his sister and her sense of humor, Mm -hmm. which he gets. He, you know, he's what someone who gets her, her humor and her fun and and that he genuinely enjoys you know that that's and that is that's so special (laughs) it's funny because when I had shared that with some people or I might have posted about it that he had said that and several people were like well her sense of humor like give me an example how is she funny and it was like well that's theirs like he and she is she is my we've we see that too Mm -hmm. but it was like he really, you know, that was sort of their little secret thing that they yeah. have, their connection. They understand each other. And there were no words that needed to be said right. with it. That's, right. you know, that's mm. the beauty of yeah. it is you really, you really see that he gets his own relationship with her. And mm-hmm. I think that's the part that as parents, you know, you're looking at your siblings, um, you're looking at kids and you're thinking, um, how are they going to connect? How are they going to have a relationship? And so much of that is communication, yeah. verbal communication, right. you know, and they're able to just from games, just from laughs. There's a certain look Eliza will give Thayer when they're outside <laughs> and it means she wants him to chase her uh-huh. and he knows it. And so she can just look at him and he'll, you know, Aww. he'll go after her. And so it's just those little things where you're like, they figured it out. Yeah. Just like all, you know, just mm-hmm. like every other yeah. set of siblings, they figured yeah. out how to communicate and connect. And yeah. it is, it's pretty funny. But yeah, when people are asking, <laughs> well, how, well, give me an example. Is she telling jokes? Is she, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, well, no, it's just their thing. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> well, we have taken an awful lot of your time. Any <laughs> any last thoughts before we, we say goodbye this afternoon? This is such a privilege for me to get to talk about autism because I love to talk about it. I love mm-hmm. to share about it. it. Took me a little bit to get to that point of understanding really what our experience held. Mm-hmm. And and then once you kind of go over that that bridge and realize there's so much we can share with the world about this mm-hmm. and there's so much that people are missing and you really want, you know, Eliza to understand how special she is and how how much she can bring to the world, how much impact she has yeah. there. Um, and it doesn't stop with just her. For me, it's so personal for all kids, right. for all autistic people. You mm-hmm. realize how much, like I said earlier, they're underestimated. They're they're kind of pushed aside. And it's and a lot of that is because we are a fast-paced world. We want verbal communication. We want, you know, we have these kind of guidelines we follow. And once we can wipe those away and kind of start fresh, we you can see how much is is around that we haven't even been taking in. Mm-hmm. And so this has been so nice to be able to talk about. I could go on for hours <laughs> and days about this. Um, my parents like to joke a lot of times when I get when I get 
real chatty about something that I've just <laughs> learned or something that I am really passionate about or want to advocate about, um, I will go and kind of just spill my heart to mm. them and say a bunch of stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I got to go. And and one time <laughs> I left, I was walking out the door and I, I poked my head back in and I said, so tomorrow we ride. And and they took that and now we kind of joke about it, but it was like, okay, so but this isn't where it stops, right? Like, we're all in this, right, guys? Um, and so we, we kind of joke about that because mm-hmm. it is, it's like this, you know, your passion for it is never stops in right. one day or one thing or seeing something, mm-hmm. you know, come to fruition. Yeah. It's this constant endeavor of every day wanting to like really just fight for Eliza to be seen and for yeah. all autistic people to be seen yeah. and for their magic to be out in the world. And yeah. so that is so much of it. And so that is what I would leave you to with is tomorrow we ride. <laughs> we'll continue on with it. Thank you for joining us for another year of conversations with people who live creative lives. Carol, any thoughts on today's episode? Well, I loved learning about how it is a family affair. Everyone in the family works together and has their own way of bringing out the creativity in Eliza. And I loved when she shared about Thayer and Eliza and their own humor that they share with one another. and. We've actually had a chance to see Eliza through Thayer's eyes some in working with him after school Mm -hmm. as he shares about her and talks about her and writes about her. And and it's just a, it's wonderful that they all work together and are just a great example as a family um, helping one another. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to this program. Would you like to see what else we do at Grow Me a Story? Visit www.growmeastory.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter, read our Fertile Ground blog posts, and find more ways to learn about living a creative life. Join us next Friday for another episode of Dreams and Bones. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone, and you will be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published.